I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what you did, as long as you love me. It's 1998, and time for a showdown. And now it's time for a showdown. me today are my friends Sid. Hey there. And Gina. Hey. So this podcast is kind of based around my just made up theory that the now that's what I call music CDs have been pretty influential in every kid's life from when it came about in 1998 till apparently now when it's still being made. So yeah, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself, some some icebreaker games. Um, I'm just kidding. Did you guys have the Now CDs when you were kids? Oh my god, icebreaker games are my biggest fear. Um, I know I for sure had one of them that was light blue. I don't recall the number. Light blue, one of, uh, Now 5 was my favorite, and that one was light blue with snowflakes, I believe. Yeah, okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I had Now 5 as well, and then I also had either 11 12 or 13 i don't know which but one of them and it was i think maybe orange and yellow that is most of them at least in this oh. as i am researching right now in the, the first three i think they're all orange and yellow at this point but yeah i think between myself and my friends and my little brothers we had at least one through ten and then my littlest brother who's on the border of millennial and gen z he probably had some in like the teens and things as well guys i just want to note that my anxiety is still through the roof right now that you said we had to do icebreaker games (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry there's no icebreaker games there's no icebreaker my heart stopped i was like oh she is not gonna make us do this (laughs) just give me an adjective that starts with the same letter as your first name For a while, my icebreaker, like, fun fact about myself was that I physically could not blow up a balloon, but I have since learned how to, like, simply blowing harder is the trick, and now I don't know what to say for icebreaker games, so. I actually so many jokes that could be made right now. (laughs) No, I can't think of a single one. I actually didn't know, I didn't hear the update that you could blow up a balloon, so I'm very proud of you. I should have I should have told everyone. I'm sorry. It was it was pretty well known that I couldn't. <laughs> All right. So, um this episode is going to be about the first Now That's What I Call Music, which came out on CD and cassette on October 27th, 1998. It was number 10 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums in January of 1999 and it went platinum back when that was a thing. It could still be a thing, but Yeah, so we're going to go through the track list, and we're going to just give a thumbs up or thumbs down, and we're going to come up with the ultimate ranking of all of the now, that's what I call music, CDs, albums, playlists. Nice try, Shannon from the past, but this is Shannon from the future, and actually, we are not going to be giving thumbs up or thumbs down for these songs. We have instead decided to rate them on a scale of one to five, so... That is what we'll be doing from now on this episode. We're still doing thumbs up and thumbs down, but I'll give you the updated scores in a later episode. Don't you worry. Thanks. Bye.
So the All first right. contender is Now One. And the first track on Now One was Together Again by Janet Jackson. And I don't think I know any titles of Janet Jackson songs. I just kind of know what they sound like once they start. Well, this is a perfect song to lead the uh, the Now, not only the Now One CD, but just the Now Dynasty in general, because it opens with Dream Harp. I, I forgot about that already. Yeah. I mean, it, it sets the stage for the entire journey that you're about to go through while listening to the now CDs. And I genu I've said this to you guys before, but I genuinely hope that if, I mean, I hope there's never a last now CD, but if there comes a time where there is a last now CD, it ends with dream harps as well. It, it ought to. I am going to disagree and say that this was a terrible choice to kick off the now CD. Oh my God. Why? I think Janet Jackson has beautiful voice. I like some of her songs. This one just it doesn't do it for me. I mean, I recognized it when I listened to it, but when I think like classic 90s now music, it's not what comes to mind. I was out on it until the baseline started and then I kind of was back in. It sounds like it's it's from like a Disney movie or some kind of movie like but not like a real Disney movie like a Disney Channel original movie. Right, it does have that vibe. Hold on. What do you mean not a real Disney movie? Okay, not like a Disney movie that was in theaters. D Disney Are you Channel saying Brink? Are you saying Brink isn't a Disney movie? Brink is definitely a Disney movie, possibly my favorite Disney movie of all time. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> Eric Von Detten was my beard of a crush when I was pretending <laughs> to be straight all through my childhood. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hanson will come up later on the podcast. Gina, what were you saying? I said maybe you've never heard of a little classic called Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Oh my gosh, Zenus Lapidus I have. If you want to talk about good music, let's talk about Protozoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom. I would have never been able to pull the name Protozoa I don't think I would have either. Well, <laughs> you guys need to get with it because that was a jam. If you can remember Protozoa, then you're going to have fantastic recall for pretty much all of the songs on the now cds then yeah, i don't know if you guys know but i have an impeccable memory so this is gonna be great this is fantastic i'm gonna uh, i'm just gonna give a note here i'm gonna call them cds throughout this because in my experience they've been cds i realize i'm getting old and they're probably no longer physical cds but we're, we're just gonna call them the now cds for this first track i'm gonna go thumbs down I give it a thumbs up. I, the chorus is catchy. And then, oh, I forgot to give. Okay, so this is Okay, this is going to make you feel bad. It was written for a friend of hers who had recently died of AIDS. So that's why I also give it a thumbs up. But right now, Gina, you still feel that way? No, I feel bad. But yes, I'm going to stick with my original vote. I like the integrity. I'm giving it a thumbs up because I, you guys know me, I love a, a good song that you can dance to and this is definitely that. It definitely is. That bass line is just fucking funky. So we're going to go two thumbs up and one thumbs down for Together Again by Janet Jackson. All right, so track two is As Long As You Love Me by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I'm giving this one a big fat thumbs up. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I get so bored by by the second verse of this one. They have much better songs. I think they, whenever Backstreet's back, whenever they come back, then 
they're great. But before then, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I will agree they have better songs, but this is one of their top songs. When you think Backstreet Boys songs, this is one of them. Age old battle. Are you Backstreet Boys or are you in sync? Are you a Backstreet Boys girl or an in sync girl? And, you know, I got a lot of hate for it, but I was always a Backstreet girl. I was definitely an in sync kid, and Justin was my favorite. So I'm as basic as you can get, apparently. I was in sync as well, but <laughs> my favorite was Chris Kirkpatrick simply because we had the same birthday. <laughs> there was literally no other reason for him to be my favorite. You were rocking the same hairstyle for a while, too, back in the 90s? Yeah, yeah, the weird, like, tarantula dreads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pineapple. Yeah, that, that was me. I liked NSYNC, but uh, my least favorite NSYNC member was Justin Timberlake. I thought he was a little bleach blonde ramen noodle hair loser and i thought this guy is worst in the group he's he's done he's not going anywhere i yeah maybe i'm wrong in that like he's kind of turned out to be a shit person if you really look at it but he did have uh you know a pretty nice solo career and he's transitioned into acting so one of the worst well two of the worst super bowl performances ever no no i i don't disagree i'm still not really a fan which has gotten i have gotten so much hate for that over the years but no i listened to he was the one who undressed was it janet jackson Mm -hmm. in the wardrobe malfunction yes okay yes what what other did he and NSYNC perform? No, just him by himself performed, and it was awful. He like started backstage and underground, so like nobody at the stadium could actually see him. It's my favorite kind of live performance. Oh yeah, me too. Well, not that anyone cares or asks, but I also <laughs> give this a thumbs down. I just don't love the lyrics, but, and I mean it's specifically the ones that you said at the top of the at the top of the recording, Shannon. You I could don't do care. literally anything. Right? Yeah. As long as you love me, it seems interesting. Not my favorite lyric. Yeah, it is very wow, very creepy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's move on to a much much. I thought you were going to get political about the Backstreet Boys. Okay, well, the Backstreet Boys tea. So Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys fame, obviously, has tweeted out two articles recently. The first one was, he just said, interesting read. And it was an article that was losing your best friend to QAnon. And then the next one, um, he just said another interesting read and with some emojis. And it was another article that was about the link between wellness influencers and like crazy Trump supporter rioter QAnon believers and that got people digging into all of the Backstreet Boys and finding out that Brian Luttrell was directing people to his parlor page and yeah it seems like Brian has gone totally off the deep end well, just a little note, Kevin was always my favorite Backstreet Boy. So maybe eight-year-old Gina with uh, her banning of Kevin and her dislike of Justin from NSYNC. Uh, maybe she was on to something. I think you were. I Yeah, I uh, listened to the You're Wrong About podcast talk about Jessica Simpson's autobiography. And apparently even as a child going out for the Mickey Mouse Club, Justin Timberlake was a shitty person. So yeah, vindicated. You were always correct. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so that's one vindication point for Gina. Yes, we need to keep track of that. Write it down. There will be several. There will okay. Be, throughout the series, Take Gina notes. will be vindicated. 
Okay, so as long as you love me. Got, regrettably, two thumbs down and one big fat thumbs up. So yeah. This next song, track three, I think we're all going to be on the same page. The Way by Fastball. I know, Gina, okay. you're going to give a thumbs up on this one. I also. I think you guys know. Yes, definitely a thumbs up. But this song remains to this day one of my favorite songs. I listen to it all the time. I'm obsessed with it. it I has believe it was on your wedding playlist. It, probably was it i, I think odd wedding not for, not for like anything during the ceremony just for the reception you should throw that on so if it's in the mix that would be great uh, it's possible you like you can't move to the way can no, you? i may have been like for the cocktail hour or something yeah <laughs> of yeah of course of course but no this song is it has a backstory um as a child i wanted to be an fbi agent i was already obsessed with true crime a little bit disturbing i used to just barrel roll down the hallway at my parents house pretending to be an fbi agent and this song i thought had such a cool story about two people they disappeared. Where were they? I needed to know. And then um, come to find out the story is actually quite sad. It's about an older couple. The woman, I believe, had dementia and the husband or the man had just recently um, had some sort of surgery and they lived in Texas and they were just going on a road trip to, I believe, somewhere else in Texas and they ended up dead in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So <laughs> that is probably just like a mental deterioration type of thing, which is actually really, really sad. From Texas to Arkansas, that's interesting. I mean, it's not that far, but I think when you looked at the city they left from, and I can't recall what it is, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, it was quite a distance. Yeah. That is uh, crazy accurate. I, yeah, when I was looking this up, I believe it's Temple, Texas to Hot Springs, Arkansas. And yep, other than I think she had Alzheimer's and he was recovering from brain surgery. So yeah, that's the yeah. exact story. Where were they going? I don't know, but they were going without ever knowing the way. <laughs> Hoping to take that. I set you up for it instead of myself. <laughs> but yeah, this one's get, definitely getting a big thumbs up from me. This is a yeah, great song. For sure, thumbs up from me as well. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead I... and add another vindication point for Gina knowing that story as a child. All right, we have <laughs> two for Gina's vindication points. I, uh, I too, am going to give this a thumbs up. I, I mean, you hear that really weird radio intro of like flipping through channels and the no obligation intro it's a very odd sign that you're about to hear one of the greatest songs of all time it just make you feel so good too oh absolutely if i hear that if i hear that intro i know i'm about to hear about definitely and this was i you know before the the days of the internet and the accessibility of all information right in your hands. So I kind of, when I heard this, I, my little mind was like, you know, where were they going? It, it took me in all different directions other than the actual true sad story, which I think I only learned about later on in life. Same. I don't know what I thought when I originally, like as a little kid was hearing this song, I don't know what I originally thought it was about. Like, I think maybe it was kind of a fantasy in my head, but yeah, hearing the actual story is a little bit sad, but it also makes it a little bit more interesting. Definitely. Uh, growing up, I always heard it was aliens. I always had like a very like X-Files vibe with that whole song. So I was like, as a child, 
I think I was like scared of the music video and it's I think just literally an old couple driving down the road but I thought there were aliens involved so I was afraid <laughs> I was I was eight or seven at the time so it's you know still embarrassing we were, we were eight we were eight yeah um all right so um three thumbs up for the way and I I think following the same trend is track number four flagpole sitta by Harvey Danger yeah, I'm going to also give this one a thumbs up. This is another track that I still listen to all the time. I You walked really down the aisle did... to this one, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is actually one wedding song. Um, but I did forget that uh, Harvey Danger was the artist. It always gives off like, I don't know, kind of that like punk poppy 90s style. I know a lot of people think it's Green Day, but... It's a great song. Yeah. A that song for, for me, and I feel like everyone, like every single person has heard this song and knows this song. And I think maybe 15% of the population can tell you either the name or the artist. Definitely not both. But I think everyone's super familiar with the song. It's a great song, but no one's super familiar with what it's called or who it's by. This song, too, has one of my favorite lyrics. I think you guys might know it. It's, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. I love that line. Uh, maybe I need therapy. And that's what it's trying to tell me. But I think that's an excellent <laughs> How deep. We're not going to read anything into these for our personal lives. So don't worry about it. No, even as a child, I was like, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. It feels me. Uh, 90s angst. I know. Nothing like it. <laughs> All right. So three thumbs up for Harvey Danger. Definitely. So for track five, we have the first of, I'm pretty sure, many appearances on the now CDs of the Spice Girls. Say You'll Be There. How did you guys feel about this one? Uh, Spice Girls was my favorite 90s girl group, but there's not really much competition for that. They were my first CD. I'm going to give this a thumbs up. I love this song. I love the Spice Girls. I actually think there are better song selections by them, but I think the Spice Girls are so 90s iconic that I definitely have to give this a thumbs up. I thought that this was super boring and I was, you'd think as a closeted lesbian that I would have been super into the Spice Girls as a child, but I just, I knew, um, wannabe, like I, I knew of them and I knew that the, every kid in the neighborhood was dancing to them in their driveway, but I just wasn't into the Spice Girls. I was like, sync is the shit. Mm. Yeah. I also never really got into the Spice Girls and but I mean as an outsider outsider to the Spice world I mean I am surprised that they didn't choose a different song because I am not familiar with the song frankly the harmonica was jarring oh I, the harmonica that's right it was very very surprising on there but I do want to mention, Gina, you said this was your first CD. I don't believe a single track from my first D CD will be making it onto any of the Now CDs because my first CD was, in fact, the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Oh, what a throwback. No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. One of them could make it onto what one of the Now. a soundtrack that was. It was so good. Yeah, was... I'm going to have to pull that up when we're done here and tell Oh, there goes your night, because you'll be playing that on repeat, and you'll never be able to stop dancing. All right, so I'm going to say this for the Spice Girls was too boring for me. I like high-energy Spice Girls. I don't like this slow jams Spice Girls. Okay, wait, but before we move on, 
classic basic white girl question mm-hmm. which girl were you because every group of friends no matter if you liked them or not That's was true. like oh you're this spice girl you're this one so which one were you I feel like I was labeled sporty just because I wore pants and not skirts and once again, closeted lesbian. So sporty. You're much more of a scary spice vibe to me, but okay. Scary is my favorite. I won't say her name because that might come up in the trivia later. <laughs> Sid? I, I don't think I was ever labeled a spice girl, but if I, so the options are sporty, ginger, sporty, ginger, and scary. Five of them what what is baby like what i don't understand i don't know but that's who you are because you're the blonde so yeah i was gonna say being the blonde you have to be baby spice that's usually personality wise not at all but because (laughs) you are the blonde you are baby spice excellent okay i'm baby spice what about I you? Oh, always, I have a feeling I know you who you are, Gina. Yes, I was always labeled Sporty Spice, which made me really mad. No. Gina's the only one that can play any sports. And while that was true, all of my friends were just lacked any sort of athletic ability at all, which <laughs> love them, but true. <laughs> so I was always labeled Sporty Spice, which I hated at the time. But now I'm okay with it because I actually think that she's the best singer. So I'll take it. But at the time, I just, oh, I wanted to be posh so bad. And the girl in our group that was posh was not a posh at all. And it used to make me so mad because she was not posh-like and I wanted it. You are absolutely posh in my eyes. That is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. (laughs) I also feel like I will be flying high (laughs) because of that comment. That's true. You, I mean, when you said, when you started it out, I thought you were going to say you were posh. And then you said sporty. And I was very confused. No, you're absolutely posh spice, Gina. I, if you could see the smile on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, a younger Gina, who all through high school was like, you're sporty spice would just be, oh my God, she'd be loving you right now. I mean, this is coming from someone who is just labeled Baby Spice because she's blonde. So I know a lot about the Spice Girls. By me, who's complaining about people labeled. Okay, so again, regrettably, I guess we're getting two thumbs down and one thumbs up for this track. Yes. Regina, I feel like you're you're on the outs on all these votes. I feel like I am as well. But, but you are know. earning vindication points, so. And um, a point of order. We have two. Let's go ahead and change the vindication points to posh points, and let's give Gina three. I, I am it. updating my spreadsheet to three. Thank it's you. just a blank spreadsheet with <laughs> one box that says three. Gina's posh points. <laughs> That's it excellent. would be helpful if I labeled it, but no, simply no. A1 just says three. That's I like perfect. the alliteration of posh points as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very nice. All right. So unfortunately, the Spice Girls did not reign supreme on uh, on this now, but I'm sure there'll be many more in the running on the future now CDs. They'll be back. They will definitely be back. So track six, we have Casey and Jojo, All My Life. First thing, it's disrespectful to have an intro that long and wait a minute and 11 seconds before anyone starts singing. Other than that, this song is amazing. Agree. Yeah, I, I didn't song. know what song this was at the beginning because the intro was so different from the actual 
song. But when that piano started, I was immediately transported back to an eighth grade mixer. Exactly. Except for um, I felt like my hands get all sweaty because it's the slow dance time and I have to go awkwardly leave and hug a wall. I was just going to say, while this is a beautiful song, it is a little bit of a trigger because <laughs> I was a huge, awkward nerd in middle school and going to those mixers and yeah, just standing by while everybody else slow danced. And I was like, well, maybe someone will ask me to dance this time. No, never happened. Yeah, and you, this song was playing. You'd be jumping around in a circle with your friends all like, hey, now you're an all-star. And then it would be... Which I think is the the part where it starts to hit, where it goes baby, 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 baby over and over again. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, I gotta gotta get off the floor now, I guess. Oh, my God. But that line you just said, the baby, baby, baby part, yeah. uh, comes up in my absolute favorite movie of all time, which <laughs> you guys will make fun of me for this being my favorite movie, but... 10 Things I Hate About You, whenever the villain, Joey, eat me Donner, drives up in his little fancy red sports car, very gently in the background, you can always hear the baby, 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 baby. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is fantastic. Whoever on the writing staff, music staff, whatever of that movie decided to put that in, genius. Wait, did you say this character's name was Joey Eat Me Donner? Joey Donner, but at one point they call him Joey Eat Me Donner, like a nickname Eat Me that they put in between his first and last name. So I always just referred to him as Joey Eat Me Donner. You may That's also to reference the Dahmer part. No, I think it's more like the Eat Me, like the okay. thing you'd say in the nineties. Like, yeah, um, you may recognize him as Andrew. I think Andrew Keegan. Andrew is his Keegan. Name. I was gonna say for more on Andrew Keegan, listen to Caitlin's Conspiracy Corner because he started a cult. Shameless plug. Oh, I was gonna say you might know him from the iconic role of Ronnie Lips Waterman from my favorite TV show and my favorite episode of that TV show, which is the Boy Meets World episode where they go to Disney World. Oh my god. That is okay. I love that show so Done much. Done nerding out on the 90s movies and TV shows. <laughs> Unrelated. Yeah, but. right. Because okay. this is a podcast about <laughs> the now music CDs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sid, what'd you think of this one? I love this song. I thought the line, I promise to never fall in love with a stranger is a little weird, but I love this song. If someone were to sing this to me and throw that line in there, I, I would not have been worried until I heard him say, I promise to never fall in love with a stranger, but that's just me. It would depend on how hard it would be to rhyme whatever he was trying to get at before I would be like, okay, I'll give you a pass on that one. He could have talked about Harvey Danger. That's true, honestly. The real fail on that part. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fails, so are we going with the uh, three big thumbs up on All My Life by Casey and JoJo? Of course. Okay. Yep. Well, yes, speaking of fails, um, the song's so bad it didn't even make the Spotify playlist for the first Now CD. It's called Never Ever by All Saints. I don't know if you guys have heard it because it did not make the Spotify playlist. Yeah, uh, yeah, behind the curtain, I am not pulling, I'm not dusting off some old Now CDs. I'm simply going by the Spotify playlist, so I did not know that song even existed. I pulled it up on YouTube, and yeah, I had no recollection of the song as I was listening to it. It wasn't ringing any bells. I wasn't a fan of it. 
while I was listening on YouTube. So I'm going to give this one a thumbs down. Oh, it was so bad. I had to look up the lyrics for uh, all of the songs for one of the trivia questions. And it just repeats. And she's like talking for half of the songs. It's just so bad. I think it's um, a British it's band. A, isn't it? It's like Canadian slash British pop band. Yes, I believe. Okay, if we're going British and it's not the Spice Girls, why is it not S Club 7? They're oh, Australian, first of God. all. Oh, but they lived in England on the show, right? Well, I could be wrong. I'll have to research. Are Hopefully they, that they weren't. Are you sure that they were not English living in Australia on the show? I don't know. The only thing I know is there ain't no party like an S Club party. Oh. Yeah, and I'm saying if we're going British artists, we need some S Club 7. Oh, you were right. British pop group from London. There Did better I be an S Club 7 song on one of these CDs. If not, I'm sorry. I am withdrawing my myself from this podcast. Yeah, Did I honestly. not say at the beginning of the podcast that I have an impeccable memory? You were correct. British, ABC a- Family. Actually, I think it was called Fox Family at the time when yeah. it was on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're up to four posh points. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Update that blank spreadsheet to four. I just did. Thank you. Oh, but yes, S right. Club is awesome yeah. and way better than Never Ever and All Saints. I don't even know which one's the band and which one's the song. Thumbs down. Screw them. Next. <laughs> yeah. On. Next song is If You Could Only See by Tonic. Another one of these songs that I still listen to this day. Love this song. Listen to it all the time. Great song. Thumbs up from me. Couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely love this song. Reminds me of my older brother, Nick, from whom I took all of my cultural cues. He loved this song too. And it's so, so good. It is so good. I remember being only eight years old and just being like, if you could only see the way I love you, thinking about whatever stupid fourth grade crush I had. You could only see the way this little nerd loves you. Then maybe you would understand. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Uh, I I agree. I didn't feel as many feelings for the song, but I agree it is a very good (laughs) song. And speaking of very good songs, we have track nine, Mbop by Hanson, the first CD that I owned. Middle of Nowhere by Hanson. How do you guys feel about this song? Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I never got into... I mean, getting into Hanson is simply getting into Mbop, right? Or were there other songs? There were other songs. Um, I believe, like, I, like as I was saying, Closeted Lesbian had pretending to have a crush on somebody. Hanson was perfect. They were my age. They were technically boys but they all looked like girls <laughs> so it was great i could just pretend that i loved hansen and jonathan taylor thomas's soft features and it was it was perfect i was passing for straight for a while this song is oh it's just so annoying to me and this song is also a trigger for me because at shannon and i's high school Someone thought it was a good idea, but it was actually a terrible idea. They thought a way to raise money for the school was that every time we switched classes, they would play Mbop over the PA system and you had to donate money. And if they raised enough money, then they would stop playing Mbop. It was called Stop the Bop. 
Well, it backfired. Nobody donated. The song played on and on and on until I think eventually they were like, well, fuck, like, this isn't working. I guess we'll just... What the money going towards? Our shitty like, shitty school. Fixing up the shit school we went to. And spoiler alert, it didn't work because that school does not exist anymore. Yeah, I'm actually currently in the process of trying to buy the property. <laughs> But no, it went to no charitable cause whatsoever. It probably just went to fixing just the many, many problems that school had. I mean, I've got the I've got the student council inside info if you would like. Oh no. She was on the student council. She was also on the boys' tennis team. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, real How did I not know this? Real quick sidebar here. I was on student council. I did not sign up for student council. The teacher who ran it signed me up and I found out that I was signed up when they announced that I had won. Literally, he just signed names up and no one voted. It didn't matter. So that's a little look into our school. And also, Gina just decided it would be funny to tell someone who is running the pep rally to announce me as a member of the boys tennis team during a pep rally. False. I had no part in that. I was just as surprised as you were. Oh, wait. Someone you at a pep rally our senior year of high school as a member of the boys' tennis team. And I think I like fell over in the bleachers laughing so hard. I don't know who did it. It definitely seems like something I would have done. And like, I'm, I understand why I'm the number one suspect for you, but it wasn't me. It was that makes so sense. funny. One of my best moments at that high school. <laughs> And then I can't, if it wasn't you, then I can't, I genuinely can't tell if it was bullying or not. But either way, I got up when they announced my name and stood next to the rest of the boys. So if it was bullying, I apologize for laughing so hard, but it was. I mean, I think bullying is only bullying if the person understands that they were being bullied and I definitely don't. So I think we're good. <laughs> Yeah, you you owned it. If it was bullying, it backfired on them for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just announced as a boys tennis player. So the rest of the school, like, because I went up there and we had a girls tennis team, <laughs> so it made no sense. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, Mbop is a great song. No, I gave it a thumbs down. Sid gave it a thumbs down. Band, yes, you know. Yes, nice. I'm Wait, glad that, that school doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> what? Up or down, Shannon? Up I or give, down? I'm giving it an up. Of course oh. you are. Um, all right. Oh, God. This next song. Uh, number 10, Zoot Suit Riot by the, this is what made me cringe, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. How do you guys feel about, about this particular song? Why is that cringe? Sounds like a great name for a band. I didn't know that that was the band name. So, yikes. But I do like this song. Everything about the whole swing revival thing kind of creeps me out. I don't know. I just, it, it feels like if one of the band members of the Cherry Pop and Daddies came up to me at a bar, I would cover my drink just to be safe. Well, yeah, that's probably a good life lesson. <laughs> I think there's also like 27 members of this band. I was trying to look them up and there was like <laughs> three rows on my phone. I was like, what the fuck? There's too many people in this band. I love this song, uh, but... I very much associate it with my mother. I feel like she loved this song. And I'm wondering, is that a mom thing? Did all moms love Zoot Suit Riot? No. Oh, <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know if my mom loved it or not, but I can see like the swing revival kind of catching me like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun little, little song. And 
I really genuinely thought all moms loved it. Not mine, but maybe it was maybe my mom is the outlier. I don't know. Did your mom actively hate it? No, she probably didn't even know what it was. If she didn't actively hate it, then she loved it. Yeah, sounds like she loved it. Yeah, but I love this song. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I always I enjoyed it. I'm giving it a thumbs down, but two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next song, track 11, is Shorty in parentheses. You keep playing with my mind by Imagine, spelled I-M-A-J-I-N. Thoughts about this song? no thoughts about the song it's, it's so boring yeah okay i did not recognize the song i don't remember it from the 90s or from the now cd i when i listened to it though i i didn't hate it i mean i, I think i'm still gonna go thumbs down just because it doesn't give me that 90s now nostalgia mm-hmm. but it, i didn't hate it i thought it was kind of catchy oh uh yeah in my notes i just wrote uh no thanks and a bad rap about zodiac signs also big no thanks we're both gemini's or something right yeah that's when he something when he started saying that like we're both gemini's i was like oh no both gemini's there are two parts of us or something like that are you are either of you a gemini no i am not what are you guys i am a leo virgo what I'm are you scorpio libra libra you know how balanced I am. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they always say about me. So, so Libra you know of you. Yeah. How much of a attention-seeking lunatic I am. That's why I'm a Leo. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> Glad we all agreed on that. <laughs> down for, for yeah. Shorty. Yeah, Shorty, sorry. But uh, three thumbs down for that one. The next song is Anytime by Brian McKnight. Um, again, this was like one of another, just like the one before. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize it because this wasn't something I was listening to back when I was eight. But it's a good song, nice R&B song, but it just doesn't give me that now nostalgia that mm-hmm. I was talking about. So you weren't bumping 90s R&B slow jams when you were eight? No. <laughs> no, no. Not, not so much. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way about this. And this is when I started to question in my notes. I was like, why are there so, so many slow jams on this kid's CD? And then I was trying to remember if it was actually supposed to be for kids. Was it? That was kids bop. They were all edited and everything, right? I guess there was like never a now CD that had like a parental advisory thing on it, right? No, I don't remember that being a thing, but maybe. Yes, was not shake that ass on now five. That is, that's <laughs> yeah. right. It's shake it fast. I forget where it is, but it's definitely shake it fast. That's correct. You know, I remember a particular classmate of ours, Shannon, in fifth grade, wanting to play this song. We had like an indoor recess or something. We were allowed to listen to music. And I don't know why, but I had my Now 5 CD (laughs) in my backpack, put it on, and he just kept skipping to shake it fast. And I kept telling him, you're going to get me in trouble and we're not going to be able to listen to music anymore. (laughs) He did not care. That's probably what happened because we got all of our privileges taken away in grade school at one point or another. Even music. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. But yes, so three thumbs down again for Brian McKnight. Yeah. I feel the same way. Gina said it very well. Like, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's a good song and everything, but it does not bring me back to anything. Yeah. 
All right, track 13, we have Barbie Girl by Aqua. How do you guys feel about this one? Oh my god. I need to update my list of least favorite songs. I couldn't even, I'm, I will be honest with you, I didn't listen to it. It started and I had to skip it. I could not handle it. That happened with me too. Like, I don't know if the song is good or not because the memory of the song haunts me and I can't listen to it. Wow. Well, I could not disagree more. Um, <laughs> this song was definitely getting a thumbs up for me. I loved this song then. I maybe still love this song now. Um, this is such, uh, you have to give it a thumbs up because this is such like an iconic song. Everybody knows this song. Um, but don't they it, know it because they hate it? Um, do they? okay well i don't know about that i think a lot of people secretly love this song but i know i do so i had the aqua cassette tape actually and i used to bump this song all the time i myself more songs than just this well cassette so like three others at least on the cassette tape i only listened to three of the songs it was barbie girl and two others I can't remember it right now. I just remember I only listened to three and looking back on it, they were all very sexual. (laughs) And at the time I did not realize it. I was just a little girl who loved Barbies. And I, so I was always listening to the song and my older brothers were always snickering. And I was like, what is wrong with them? Like, what are they, why are they ruining the song? And now obviously listening to it, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) whoa, this is, (laughs) very sexual and i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly the other songs were even more sexual i might i'll have to check my parents house for the aqua cassette if i even can't just google it well yeah but it'd be more fun okay i guess how would you listen to it yeah i was just gonna say i'm not quite sure how i would listen to it (laughs) so i guess i will just have to find it on the internet but i've never owned a cassette of anything i definitely had cassettes for sure i used to record um stuff off of the radio onto cassettes oh that's yes i did do that Mm -hmm. and then we could burn cds and that changed our lives oh my god amazing all right so um one thumbs up for barbie girl and two thumbs down uh i believe that is the consensus moving on to track 14 a little weird that it's on here but karma police by radiohead yeah i uh i like this song also i like radiohead but I agree with you. This is very odd placement. I would not have expected a Radiohead song to have been on the now uh, <laughs> discog- discography. But here it is. And it's a great song. So thumbs up. A little, little surprising, but it was a pleasant surprise for sure. And I'm happy it's here. All right. So three thumbs up for Karma Police. Next one is I Will Buy You a New Life by Everclear. What a song. I love this song so much uh it just it brings me back it brings me back to those days um i have a few concerns with a couple different lyrics but that's just me for instance i will buy you a new car perfect shiny and new 
I feel like we could have used a different word than new on one of those, right? That's a little bit of, yeah, my, one of my least favorite lines in all of songs is uh, in a fucking Finger Eleven song where he says, a dark lit place or your place or my place. <laughs> um, but another, I mean, amazing lyric would be, yes, I know all about that other guy, the handsome man with athletic thighs. That's what I was hoping you were going to intro the uh, the podcast with today, Shannon. But unfortunately, you went with Backstreet Boys. Yeah, the super, super known lyric that would make me seem like a creep right off the top. Hey, guys, athletic thighs. It's 1998 and welcome to. <laughs> I think if you sang the whole lyric, everyone would know exactly what song it was from. You're correct. I, that's That's on me. It's so well known, that lyric. So well known. It is a good line, though. I like it. Dudes are weirdly obsessed with other dudes' legs. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah, this is a great song. And that lyric does remind me of a time when my husband and I were playing indoor soccer and some guy, uh, we didn't know him. He was, just, he was just playing around with us. He may have been on the other team. He just made a remark to my husband that he had the best calf that he had ever seen. And I had never Wait, heard any singular calves. No calves, plural. Okay. <laughs> I'd never heard anyone comment or compliment anyone on their calves, yet alone one straight man to another. But <laughs> there it was. Yep, proving my point. Dudes are weirdly obsessed with other dudes' legs. But yeah, this is a great song. I um, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I I love this song. I agree. It's very '90s. It's very summer. It's very like just. It's awesome. I like it a lot. It's a good song. Perfect, shiny, and good. <laughs> anyway, number 16. Uh, Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. I, I like I'm, this one. Yeah, I do too. I, I would give this a thumbs up. I, I like Lenny Kravitz. I like this song. I was listening to all these this morning to try to get my memory flowing. And my daughter was very into this one this was her favorite one she could not stop dancing to it That's so horrible. i definitely have to give it a thumbs up on her behalf <laughs> we'll add a tiny little fourth thumb for for this song perfect <laughs> yeah i think i read when i was looking up uh things for this song that he was just testing out a new guitar and was just fucking around and then wrote that song basically on the spot so i respect it it's a it's a great song good job lenny kravitz yeah lenny's super talented no denying that and i mean if that's true if he was just messing around his guitar and came up with this i mean that's absolutely incredible mm -hmm. agreed all right so three and uh, a tiny baby thumb for fly away that's our highest rated uh song with that tiny baby <laughs> that's, thumb. Gonna, that's gonna skew the rankings when we do our one through ten but if baby likes any other songs in the future you need to keep us updated i will we need to know about the baby bops. Uh, okay, so the last track yeah, on this one was baby bop. Was that Barney's little I was friend? Just gonna say, I it think was. that's a character on Barney. You're correct. Excellent. <laughs> the little green one. Yes. Um. So track seventeen. Um. Weird number of tracks to have, but whatever. Is Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. This is where I was like, oh my god, this isn't really for kids, is it? There's way too many slow jams. Yeah, but this is a great song. I love this song. Yes, I also liked it. I also give it a thumbs up. This, yeah, this has been on. Still listen to it to this day. So exactly, this has been on a few of my more recent playlists. Uh, Sex and Candy has been on. 
But speaking of baby bop, if kids bop were to do sex and candy, what do you think the 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 song would be called? What would what would be the lyric? I smell what? I think soda would, and soda. I smell soda and candy. <laughs> you don't think they'd at least come up with something with the same amount of syllables? No, kids bop <laughs> is very lazy. I think they would do that um, early two thousands thing where they just take everything out altogether and it's just I smell candy and they just don't put anything in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably right. That's my favorite form of editing. I had a um, 50 cent CD as a child, Get Rich or Die Trying, where I didn't even know that half of the verses had lyrics because most of them were just blanked out. <laughs> All right. So uh, three thumbs up on Sex and Candy. Yes, ma'am. All right. That is all of the tracks, and we are going to move on to some trivia. Now it's time for trivia. First question. Spell Casey and JoJo. Is that the question? Yep. (laughs) Spell Casey and JoJo. Oh, spell. K-C-I ampersand J-O-J-O. That is correct. Oh man, I didn't even get a chance. I'm sorry. I, I'll give you. I'll give you each a chance from now on. I added a couple. I added this question just because I thought it was funny. I figured you'd both seen the spelling as you uh, did the playlist. But yes, it is K dash C I and J O J O. Okay, so Gina, you seem to know everything about the song "The Way" by Fastball. Which female solo artist can be heard briefly on the radio in the beginning of the song? Oh, I know the answer to this. Ooh, and I have Good. multiple choice too. Take it, Sid. I can you... tell you. I can tell you the female and the song. Oh, two points if you do. Hold on, Gina. Do you want to take a guess at all? I do have multiple choice. Um. Well, no. If she's got it, let her go. Okay, Sid. It's Madonna's Vogue, right? Incorrect. I too thought it was Madonna. Um. So I added her to the multiple choice. It is actually a... well. Hold on. I'm googling this. Okay. Um. It is a jewel song called i believe foolish games and she's saying the I word just, uh notice i actually looked it up because of the controversy and there's actually three songs played jewels foolish games roy orbison's you got it mm-hmm. and madonna's vogue so oh shit okay. thank you gina okay so lawyered <laughs> boom. lawyered boom lawyered Okay, so I'm going to give myself a buzzer on that and a correct for Sid. Okay, so I'm sorry. Well, Jewel is correct, also Madonna. All right, third question. Two artists from this album have played during a Super Bowl halftime show. Name them. Uh, Janet Jackson. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's not on here, though. Oh, <laughs> we talked about him a lot that I thought he was. It's true. Uh, um, I'm, ge- I'm going to guess Lenny Kravitz. Gotta be, yeah. I agree. That is correct. Janet Jackson, um, I'm pretty sure she appeared at a Super Bowl. It, there's not much known about it. Um, and then Lenny Kravitz played during the, what I believe was Hunger Games subliminal advertising Katy Perry performance. <laughs> All right. Question four. The title of this song is a reference to a scene from the 1930 Marx Brothers film Animal Crackers. The spelling, however, was inspired by songs from the bands Pavement and N.W.A. Um, hmm. 
Can you repeat that? Yeah. The title of this song is a reference to a scene from the 1930 Marx Brothers film Animal Crackers. The spelling, however, was inspired by songs from the bands Pavement and NWA. I'm going to guess Flagpole Sitter. That's what I was going to guess, too. That is correct. Yeah, there's um, a song by Pavement called Flamethrower with an A at the end and then straight out of Compton. All right, question number five. This song was written in response to a band member's family's disapproval of his relationship with an older woman. Ooh, I'm going to say all my life. I want to say as, as long as you love me. It is If You Could Only See by Tonic. Wow. Good question, Shannon. Oh, thank you. Question number six. This song shares a name with a series of racially motivated attacks against Mexican-Americans in the 1940s. Uh, It's Zoot Suit Riot. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's just so weird that that's also, that's what they call the song. Question number- You mean Cherry Poppin' Daddies didn't call the song something- (laughs) Something on the up and up. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Give yourself a posh point, please. <laughs> I get a posh point. Wow. I get baby points. Oh, damn it! <laughs> got a, baby a baby bop. <laughs> baby bop one. Got it. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, so this is this is a weird one. Several songs on this album specifically reference hair. How many? Bonus if you can name the songs. Wow. Shannon, you did some homework. This is the one where I had to look through all of the lyrics of all the songs and do a search for the word hair. Oh my gosh. This is hard. Uh, Barbie girl. Yeah, definitely Barbie girl, of course. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. That's correct. Uh, One of the several lines my older brothers would snicker at and I did not understand, even though I definitely should have. Even at eight, I should have understood what undress meant. So, like, if Everclear was talking about some guy's athletic athletic thighs, they may have also been talking about some guy's hair. Nope, nope, not on Everclear. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um. Ooh. Sex and candy. Nope. Okay, I'll give you three strikes. One more strike. How many are we trying to get get here? Well, if you can guess the number, that was a separate thing, but I'll go ahead and tell you. So there are four songs that reference hair, and you got Barbie Girl. Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We named literally all of them that don't include hair. Pretty much. Okay, so we have Mbop mentions hair. Of course, Hanson would talk about hair. Wait, there are lyrics to Mbop? It's not just Mbop ba dee ba bop When you get old and start losing your hair, will you tell me who will still care? Wow. Wait, there are words to Mbop? Plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. You can plant any one of those. Keep planting to find out which one grows. It's a secret no one knows. Yes, there are lyrics to Mbop. It was the first CD I owned. Did I mention that? Baby Mbop? Baby Mbop. <laughs> Okay, so yes, Mbop, Zoot Suit Riot. He says, um, some pull a comb through your cold black hair or something like that. Um, and then Karma Police mentions her Hitler hairdo. So there you go. Wow. All right, well, we really get the bet on that one. So next, 
<laughs> that was an insane question. So next. <laughs> I brought you a much better question for this one. Name all of the Spice Girls bonus points for their real names as well. All right. Uh, got it. <laughs> all right. Gina's like, get out of the way. Posh Spice is Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Baby Spice, her real name is Emma. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Sporty Spice is one of the Mel's. Mm-hmm. Do you need the last initials? Uh, if you give me the initials, yes. That uh, You don't have to say which one's which, but let's just get their names if you know them. Wait, I know that Mel B is Scary Spice. Is Mel correct. B is Scary, so then uh, Mel C is Sporty. Correct. And uh, who haven't... Oh, uh, Jerry, Ginger. Yep. Oh, my goodness. You got all of the Spice Girls and their real names. Correct. Duh. <laughs> Duh. All right, next question. Which band slash artist appears in a Seth Rogen film? A bonus if you can name the film. The band... Wait, I just say real quick i really liked the hair question because oh, i you. like lyrics so thank you yeah, we just bombed it <laughs> yeah it's a tricky okay one. sorry but yes which which band or artist in... appears in a seth rogan film bonus if you can name the film and it's them oh, not just oh, their song it's backstreet boys it's backstreet yeah. boys end of this is the end or end of the world or whatever this is the end That's what I was trying to say. sorry gina <laughs> you got no, it no no as long as we got it together. Okay. Together again. All right. Question 10. A member from this band is the younger brother of Scrubs, Clueless, and Remember the Titans actor, Donald Faison. What? Imagine. You mean Imogen? <laughs> that that is correct. Imagine or Imogen. Imogen Heap? Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently Donald Faison's little brother it was a member of Imagine. Did you guys know I once saw him at Disneyland? I, I, I did know that. I think I knew that, yeah. It's true. We almost rode the Indiana Jones ride together, but then he got to ride it all by himself. Wow, way yeah. to go. He didn't even invite his little brother from Imagine? I, he could have been with Indigen. him. I would have recognized him. You don't recognize famous band members of Imagine? Imogen. Imogen, I apologize. All right, so here we go. We have another multiple answer one. Ooh. Okay, so we know Janet and Michael and then Nick Carter and Aaron Carter, but outside of them, several artists on Now One have musical siblings. Mbop. Hanson. (laughs) Four of the bands have siblings in them. Name four of them. Name all four. Hanson. Yes. Um... Harvey Danger? No, that's strike one. Cher and Poppy da- Cher- Cherry Pop and Daddies are so many of them. That is incorrect. And yeah, what? I looked through all of those damn last names and no. Okay, well, probably Marcy Playground. Incorrect. Three oh my st- God. Three st- three st- Radiohead? It's Radiohead, right? Is one of them? Radiohead, correct. Everclear? This is me just asking Shannon ever or not oh, Shannon uh, Gina, uh, right? Which one? Uh, I I want to say maybe Aqua, but I I might be wrong. I don't know. Nope. So oh, it okay. is Hanson All Saints, the band that didn't make the CD. So that one's Ugh. tricky. Radiohead and Casey and JoJo are brothers. Oh, I knew that. What was I thinking? K-C-I? Mm-hmm. I was traumatized thinking about the middle school mixers. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Take All me right. back. 
last question. This one's a bit of a bonus question, and uh, it's going to be super fun for me. A member from this band has slept on the floor of Sid's old apartment I know this. in Colombia. <laughs> um, wait, can you repeat it? A member it. from this band has slept on the floor of Sid's old apartment in Colombia. Yep. I'm going to let think this one because I'm not aware of this story. That would be Harvey Danger. Correct. I didn't know if you remember that or not, so it would have been hilarious if you didn't know that. Of course I remembered it. That is correct. A little bit of background. Took everything in me to not talk about it when we were talking about Flagpole Sitta. I know. So just briefly, I'm not going to blow up anyone's spot or anything, but when I used to play music, um, his other uh his new band that he was in played um like headlined the show obviously my band was opening um in Colombia, and they just asked if they could crash where i was crashing and that was sid's apartment so yeah wow so hospitable of me i know right all right so that is it let's see we got one two yeah yeah you, you guys did much better this time than last time so i'm glad i rewrote the questions <laughs> <laughs> um yes but thank you guys for playing you can't hear it but there's um applause in the background silence audience anyway anything you guys want to say before we head on out next time we'll do now two obviously we'll, we'll we're not gonna go to now 74 or anything we'll keep it pretty simple for you guys are we at now 74 like what is the current cd Every time I look it up, there's just photoshopped images of like now 1,000, so I, I can't tell. <laughs> so I'll right. have to well, do I some guess more. We'll find out. I believe I believe they are at 76. Oh my god, yeah. that's crazy. Well, I guess we've got quite the project ahead of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't bite off more than I could chew at all with this idea. And that's going to do it for this first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends and you can follow us on Twitter at Now Showdown and Instagram at Now Showdown Pod. You can find me, Shannon Bananas, on Caitlin's Conspiracy Corner and probably floating around some other places too. Is there anywhere where you guys would like to be found? No, I would like Certainly my not. Remain private. And do not look for us. The end. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Yeah. What's up, Sarah? In the off chance that anyone is actually listening to this, please remember this was our first one. Go easy on us. Don't post anything mean. Yeah, be nice. Nice people only, please. Yeah. All right. Till next time. See ya. Bye. And now it's time for a showdown. Did all moms love Zoot Suit Riot? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs>